Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about evangelism. And so honestly, this is a topic that I I would not necessarily call myself like a primary, I have the office of an evangelist. But the Lord, you know, people, I've been received multiple prophetic words over the course of my life that I would have this anointing on me to reach people, uh, especially in the mountain of business. And so, you know, this might be a lens change, not necessarily for a full-blown evangelist, but to inspire people and equip people just to be evangelists in each of their mountains of influence. So for those of you who may not have heard, the Seven Mountain Mandate um, has been given to, I think it was, was it Lauren Cunningham, um, Campus Crusade for Christ, or Youth with a Mission, or one of those, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Johnny Enlow also received a similar one at a separate time. So, you know, the Lord usually can spread revelation out to several people to, to get it through the body of Christ and at different times in the earth when it's needed. But what the Seven Mountain Mandate is, it was a, a ris- wisdom or revelation from the Lord to get the church out of just meeting in a building. You know, still meeting in a building is fine, but like to get our focus uh, that we are actually called to be influence the world around us, not just wait in our churches while you know, the enemy got stronger, which is another ungodly belief we might hit in a later topic. Um, But the mountains are, and these are the pillars of society. So we have the mountain of family, religion, arts and entertainment, economics or business, government, mountain of media, and the mountain of education. And each of the mountains has uh, corresponding colors. Uh, I think just, I'll have to go look those up. I don't have them memorized quite yet, but so there's the parable in the Gospels where, and I think I originally heard this from Johnny Enlow, um, where Jesus says he's giving the Beatitudes, or I think it's a Sermon on the Mount, or I think those are about the same, or together uh, in some of the Gospels, and he's saying, like, you are the salt of the earth. And for us in our our culture, Western culture, and, you know, our time, salt is, you know, something just, you know, make something flavorful or make something taste better. But back in their time, they, Roman times, they used salt to preserve meat because they didn't have refrigeration. So Jesus is speaking to Jews and Gentiles uh, at this point, everyone who came to him and said, you know, you guys are the preservers of your society. So Jesus' mandate, and then, you know, when he died on the cross and rose again, he gave the great commission to go out into all the world. But even before that, you know, he's telling everybody, you guys preserve, preserve your society. So, let's draw this back to, you know, evangelism. I'll see if I can find a a link for it, but I remember watching a video of Billy Graham. I was being interviewed by, I think it was Woody Allen, and this was before I was even born. It was like maybe 1960s, 1970s. I didn't even know Woody Allen had a talk show, but, uh, you know, he he interviews him. And the entire time, uh, what struck me as pretty cool was that Billy never... uh, you know, accused or came at or tried to, like, convict Woody. Uh, He was always just very loving, very kind. And there's that scripture that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. You know, and that really shifted my thinking because, okay, Billy Graham, you know, the greatest evangelist of all time, uh, certainly of our, you know, in my my generation or my, you know, memory of church history, um, you know, this is how he handled it. You know, this is how he handled, you know, uh, unbelievers or pre-Christians. And so I even wanted just to share my 
testimony. Uh, I shared my testimony in the last podcast, but forgot to mention, you know, when I actually accepted Jesus into my heart, and I wanted to, you know, model that and show people, because I feel like there are even people who might be listening to my podcast who might not be saved, and you might have felt the Lord, you know, call and pull on your heart, Um, and I wanted to just model that and show you guys and share with what Jesus did for me. So I... Like I said, grew up in church, and I remember um, I was just alone with the Lord in my room, or just alone in my room. I was like six or seven, uh, right past the age of, you know, accountability and being able to understand and, you know, make choices for myself. And I, you know, just, uh, you know, grew up at church, but I, I forget exactly what I said, but I just, I said the sinner's prayer, and I invited the Lord into my heart, and I made that conscience decision. And of course, there were times later when I said it in front of people, and as I grew older, and we'll go into that, um... But the basic prayer is, you know, okay, Lord Jesus Christ, um, you know, I I confess my sins and I confess and I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And would you come into my heart and my life and, you know, introduce me to the Father? Would you be my Savior? Would you save me from my sins and give me, you know, the gift of salvation in your righteousness? And that's, that's why Jesus came. Like, Jesus came, you know, to bring humanity back to the Father. But we... It's a free gift that we can't earn of salvation, and you just have to accept by faith that Jesus did everything that he needed to do on the cross. He died for all your sins so that you could be reconciled to the Father. And, you know, there's a lot of legal language, and there's a lot of, like, deeper revelation and mystery for the church to dig into, and it's great to explore that with the Lord as you learn about, you know, sanctification and all the greater things of the Spirit, and as you begin to walk out that your salvation, but salvation is the door, you know, and there's a whole big experience that the Lord wants to take people into for the rest of their lives here on earth. And it wasn't soon after that baptism is a sign of, an external sign of an inward reality. And I know there are a lot of different denominations will have a lot of varying beliefs about it, Um, but I think generally we can all agree that, you know, baptism, you do need to get baptized. But it's uh, not focused so much on the rules, but on the inward attitude of your heart, is that you are identifying with Christ and his death and resurrection. And so as Christ died for all our sins and was raised in new life, you are therefore getting that put into your account, so, so to say. And you are dying to your old sin nature and all that stuff you, you know, hated about yourself and hated about your life and all the negative things you see in the world. You died to all that and you are raised to new life in Christ. And don't be surprised if you start speaking in tongues and in a new language. So I know that can be triggering for a lot of people. So let's just pause here and kind of bring some peace to everything. There is no shame or condemnation if you do not immediately speak in tongues. It's okay. (laughs) That will come. You know, that is, it is a gift of the Holy Spirit and you will get it in time. But some people have easier time accessing it than others. You know, it's not a standard set in stone rule, so don't worry about it. But the Paul talks about in Romans, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So I just feel like this is for specific people that when you, if you've said the sinner's prayer in your heart, you know, it can just be you alone if there's nobody safe around to pray it with. But there's also, you know, the Lord will give you wisdom on who to share it with if you're in a, you know, a hostile nation or a hostile crowd. But eventually the Lord, I pray the Lord will bring people, safe people along to help guide you. And that he would send the host to help you as you transition. 
But just know that's a that's a key verse for some people out there that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the enemy loves to condemn. The enemy loves to throw try to throw our sins back in our face. But our old life died with Jesus on the cross, and we are no longer a slave to sin. So I'll put that in the in the link in the notes, and hopefully you'll be able to get that or get a Bible to access that. And you know you just speak that word back to Jesus. You you hold on to that. You hold on to that word until the Lord moves in your life. There's power attached to it. So I just want to pray for everybody real quick. Father, thank you so much for all the people, uh, pre-Christians and the Christians in the body right now. But I pray for the gift of salvation that it be released, um, you know, in my matron, in my sphere of influence and authority and wherever you want it to go, Lord, um, to the ears of those who are hearing this, that ears would be open, spiritual deafness would be, you know, open, healings would flow, that the host will go and remove obstacles and roadblocks for people to get saved in all these dark nations and dark places, and in the U.S. too, and that you would pave the way for people to come into the kingdom. Uh, In Jesus' name, amen.